What's up, guys? How are you? Woo! Man, we've just been ripping them out here left and right. Left and right. Man, we've had so many good fucking bands on here. Man, so many. I mean, everything from Semper Service to Set for Tomorrow, Dark Summer. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Tonight, I bring you one more. And I'm going to continue to bring them to you because that's what I'm doing. I, I don't need to repeat myself over and over and over again. You know what I'm doing. I'm promoting the fuck out of this event because it deserves it. It deserves it hardcore. So let's go ahead and get to this fucking episode, shall we? We'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome everybody to Socket. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck are you doing today on this beautiful day? Sometime in August, I have no idea when this episode's going to air, um, so whatever day it is, I hope it's a good day for you. I hope the sun is shining, it's a beautiful day, things are going well for you. If not, I'm sorry, that sucks. But either way, welcome guys to the show. Man, we are just getting closer and closer by the day. I, I know I keep saying that, and I keep repeating myself with that, but you know what, I'm just getting more and more excited, because every day, I'm meeting new bands, meet, talking to new people. And getting ready for this exciting event. Um, you know, it's my first festival in uh, a few years. Um, I've never been to a four-day four festival before, so this is going to be exciting on top of that. But, you know, other than, you know, the, the show I'm getting ready to see, well, I just saw because you're going to see it after the fact. But, you know, I just saw Gemini Syndrome on Saturday, or I'm going to see Gemini Syndrome on Saturday. Um, then we got corn coming up, and then after that, just... Boom, here comes Blue Ridge. So, you know, it's going to be a fucking exciting next couple of weeks for me and for you. And I hope that you guys get to enjoy all this kind of stuff. I mean, just get out there and enjoy some music. Get out there and enjoy some movies. Do, do all the shit we couldn't do last year. Get out there and do it. Fucking do it. But anyway, again, today, I bring you another artist from Blue Ridge Rockfest playing day four. And this guy is actually a little bit of a different type of artist, which only makes me appreciate what Blue Ridge is doing even more. Um, because like we had on the other day, Awesome Ray Ray, he's not a, a, a rock you know, musician. He does have some rock elements in there, but he's a rapper as well. So um, it, it's a kind of a different type of take on music, and I really, really liked it. Um, he's even got a new fucking single out. With the fucking singer from Under Fucking Oath? What the fuck is that? I mean, can't fucking go wrong with that shit. So let's just fucking get him on here right now. Please welcome. One word, one name. Sup, Mike Check. Hey, yo. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? I'm well. Always well. Dude, how the fuck did you get Aaron Gillespie to fucking play with you? So, <laughs> I had, um... So I went, it's more weird the first part because I went to see the Dangerous Summer live and me and AJ became like music friends and randomly AJ recorded on the latest Dangerous Summer album and I had a song with AJ so I had a little tiny weird in and uh, Aaron is super nice so he uh, he was able to do the song with me. Dude, that is amazing. That's a, I mean, that is a huge notch on your cap to be able to play with somebody of that caliber. 
you know, someone who's played with the likes of fucking Paramore and Under Oath and everything like that. And now, you know, now, now you're playing with someone like that. Dude, that's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, I grew up loving, like, Under Oath as, like, because, like, okay, so I'd make, like, rap kind of rock, but when I, like, I always listened to, like, rock, like, Asking Alexandria. Um, I liked Blink-182 growing up, but then Under Oath were, like, the first, like, heavy band, so, like, they used to scream, and my grandma hated it, and then I was like, it's about God, and it's okay, and uh, from first to last, too, those were, like, my two heavy like bridge bridge points into like asking alexandria and like i don't know like the heavier stuff yeah i mean under oath used to be very emo um back in the day um when they first came out and now they've completely changed their sound since they got back together again um which is fine by me i'm, I'm digging the new stuff but yeah they definitely used to have a, a definite different you know they were definitely a gateway band back in the day yeah, I mean, I like a lot of the rock music. So when I'm working on a song and I need someone on the chorus, I look back at my roots and kind of think who would sound good on this. And then I just kind of write to them and say, yo, do you want to do this? And uh, I mean, you get a lot of respectful, like, no's kind of like um, the best, like, rejection was the singer of like Boys Like Girls. Cause he just said like, it wasn't like his vibe, not on the latest song and on a different song, but like, he was so nice about it. So like, I don't, I don't mind that, you know, like, uh, we, the King singer was also like, kind of like, no, I mean, it's tough cause you gotta have managers and stuff like that. But, um, like I just write emails to everyone. That's how I do it. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I want to have them I, on my show. I slide in the DMS. I slide too. in the DMs and these these bands just never know when I'm gonna be in that DM. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I do the same thing and it works sometimes. It doesn't work others. It's fine. Um, yeah, but I mean it's all a game. I mean this the music business is a game, you know, and you've got to know how to play it. You've got to know how to you know be at the right place at the right time and talk to the right people at the right time and you know. It's it truly is a game, and you've just got to be able to make sure that you can play ball, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm always, like, a really kind person, so they kind of feel bad ever, like, saying no. I, like, disappear, too. Like, I'm not annoying. I don't double text. I don't double text the females. I don't double text the bands or uh, important people. I just... It's just one shot. And you know what's weird is they have the red or the scene, the little scene button under the message. So if they seen it, then I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? You know? I'm annoying. If you don't answer me, I'm going to I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep asking. Um, <laughs> I wait until I'm seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's, uh, it's a game and you've got to know how to play it and you've got to do it right. Um, which apparently you are because again, you were able to get Aaron Gillespie on your fucking, you know, newest track. And then on top of that, you're playing one of the biggest festivals of the fucking year, man. You know, how, how did you even get involved with this to begin with as a, um, you know, how did you get involved with it? I was, um, I do a lot of networking. I think like that's how I got so far is that I've taken over like, the art of how to promote on Twitter and Instagram. I could throw a tip out there too, which is cool. Um, so like, I, I think me and one of the promoters just kind of were mutuals. And then uh, they reached out to me very early, like two years ago now because of the COVID stuff. But um, one of my tips is like, well, for my songs and stuff, I don't put gender or ages in the songs because then it relates to more people. So when you're like writing a tweet, you wouldn't want to say like, I wish I had a girl to see the Avengers with. You would say, I wish I had someone to see the Avengers with. And then it like doubles your um, impressions because more people can relate to it. So I always try to like tone down on age and stuff like that when I compose um statuses and stuff like that that's mm -hmm. just a little tip so it's little stuff like that 
that built my pages and then just learning like how many things you can like in an hour um, on these like apps. So it was networking and one of the promoters I was, I just stumbled upon, I guess. And then they reached out to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, networking is so important. So important. It is probably, I mean, that right there is probably just as important as your quality of your music. Wouldn't you say the same? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been like, I, it, it's hard because I was like, okay, so if no one's going to, I mean, like it's, I was uh, unsigned. I'm still unsigned. So you got to get people to listen to your music. And I was like, well, you know how, I mean, the hardest thing right now is I have a song with uh, the singer of Under Oath. So how am I going to get people to find the song? Because I've never had like haters, so to say. I just had people that never seen things <laughs> like just um, it's hard to get views when uh, you're unsigned and stuff. So I had to learn how to market myself, um, how to adjust to the new apps. And that's just kind of why I do it. It was just kind of like I had to, there was no, there was no one doing it. So I had to, you know, I do it every day. I'm every day I'm on my phone. I'm like promoting, not like, Hey, listen to the song, but like I'm liking things and I'm commenting on things. I think I lost your voice for Shit. a second. No, that's my bad. Um, I accidentally mute myself. Ah, okay, at <laughs> um, least it wasn't my bad. <laughs> no, that was mine. Um, no, but that's a definite pro tip. Um, huge pro tip for all the bands out there that are trying to get that extra exposure, trying to figure it all out. You just you just called out big stuff right there. You know that whole going into other people's comments and commenting on things, letting people know you exist. Not going in there and just posting links. You know, on comments. Don't do that. That is that's spam. But going in there and commenting and letting other people know you exist and, you know, making comments, certain things, doing it the right way. That is what you need to do. And that, that is a huge, huge thing that you just called out there. So hats off to you, brother. I think like, okay, so all my networking connections, like bands and stuff, I was always a music fan first. And I like the used had a new album come out and I really enjoyed it. So I would put this song on my story. I'd tag all the members and I'd say, this album is great. And I've done that for every single band. There's music coming out every week. Um, I think Thrice had a new song come out like a week ago. Yep. Um, Senses Fail is one of my like favorite bands. So when I'm posting that stuff, I don't understand why more people don't talk about the things they enjoy. So I always, I mean, that's how I built a lot of connections because it's just genuine. Like I have my under oath vinyl hanging behind me unintentionally. I'm just a fan of music. So that, you know, I show it off to those bands. So I'm not like, yo, listen to my song. I always say, I think the best way to get people to listen to your music is not to push it on them. You just put it in your bio and like, if they care, they will. That's mo that's what I stand by now. Like if someone cares, then they're going to like even uh, my username, you know, they're going to Google it if they don't know who I am. Like and then everything will come up on Google. So it's kind of like that's how I am. Like if a random band was like on my page, I'd be like, who are these guys? They I mean, people, are we really acting like we don't know what Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube are? Like, if you were to put in the band's name in Spotify, like, you're going to find them, like, 90% of the time. So I don't see why people pretend, like, my new song is out. Okay, where are you going to find it? Uh, probably on everything else that it is. And, you know, so that's kind of something that I just kind of don't understand. But it is what it is. Well, I, I, I can tell you right now, because, I mean, I have a 20-year-old daughter. And getting them to type anything into google is a fucking challenge like she'll ask me something she'll be like dad you know blah 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 blah. i'm like fucking google it no i don't want to if it's not a link they can click or something that they can follow from their snapchat or fucking tiktok they're not gonna do it and i think that's absolutely yeah i bullshit. learned it on the 
the Spotify pre-saves, I just learned that like hugely because um, apparently there's a rumor if you get a bunch of pre-saves, Spotify will put you in like the big dog playlists, Yeah, which this release kind of determined it's not really true at all. But I told like everyone, like my fans, my homies, I said, yo, pre-save this song. They're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then... I was like, well, if you don't know what it is, then you're not doing it for other bands. And they're like, I don't. And I'm like, well, then what Spotify says might not be true, you know. Um, But I I mean, I had the most pre-saves I've ever had this time around. And it just it didn't get the big dog playlists. I think it has to do with being signed, but nobody's going to say that. So it's okay. Uh, But yeah, so pre-saves, I mean, and now, like you said, I just I mean, I'll post like. Because people, you know, it's weird. People have the link trees in their bio. You click that and it has all the links. And you're not wrong when people are kind of too lazy to do the double click. And uh, it's like they want just one link. And I'm like, oh, this is like, but then I go back to the whole, if they care, they will. Um, I can't be upset that somebody is like lazy, like, because there's going to be non-lazy people. Oh, out absolutely. There. Yeah. I mean, I use link tree for my stuff because... You know, another thing is, like, not everybody uses just um, Spotify, you know, and, you know, even going, like, looking at my analytics, you know, iHeartRadio is my number one outlet for my show, and then after that is Apple, and then third is Spotify, so it's like, and then after that is, like, Amazon Music, you know, it's like, okay, so, you know, I gotta put all these fucking things in there, and make sure that I'm doing it in order, because, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, it's the double click or Google is, is such a is such a task these days. And it's just like, you know what? <laughs> just just here, just do something. I mean, and that's another reason why QR codes are, are being, you know, are big. You know, I mean, I've created a, a QR code for my my link tree and put it on a, a business card. And I, I've gotten actually a lot more clicks that way than people actually just clicking it on my bio or in my Facebook post or whatever. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, it, it's how we have to reach an audience. I kind of wish she was all one. I do. I wish it was all like merged into one kind of, but then like I'd probably be sad when like it doesn't like take off or something. Yeah. That's why like um I mean I've I've heard like when you're mentioning TikTok and stuff and I hate TikTok and I don't want to talk about TikTok, which is a lot of tease, but that was <laughs> but um they're kind of like I feel bad for bands like Taking Back Sunday because like they're a great band, they're established, they go on tour, they pack the place out. But then on TikTok, the guitarist will have like 20 followers. And what is he to do? Like, uh, and he's going to get people who are like 13 and be like, who are you? Like, and it's so weird adjusting to the new stuff. But I mean, I kind of try and ease my way in. I get on things before they're like booming, but like, I just, um, I just wish it was all like one kind of. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, that would be like monopolizing it. And then it would just get worse for artists and people like myself too. you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, especially if like Apple or Spotify got their hands on everything and said, Oh, sorry, we're the only place you can get music and podcasts now from <laughs> now on. People would be like, fuck $50 you. $50 a month subscriptions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How much that do we get? You get one cent per download. Oh, great. Cool. I'd, I'd take, yo, I'd, t- I'd take one cent to be honest. Okay, let me rephrase like... that. No, what, not one cent. Like one-tenth <laughs> of a cent, one-hundredth of a cent per okay. download. Yeah, there you go. That's probably what There we go. We get the other $49. <laughs> you know, you guys will get this. That is... So that kind of goes into me being a solo artist. There is so many pros and cons about it. Like, um, the I mean, so right now, if I had to buy a box of T-shirts, like, I'm going to have to come up with $200. But if they all sell, then I'm the guy that gets all the money. But there's, like, I just wish I had more of me's because then I can promote. Like, if I was a five-member band, that would be so tight because we could all – target different things so there's pros and cons i mean like i get all the money but i have to put out all the money so i don't know i've i've always been solo so i manage it but that is like huge i mean so my spotify money i get it all 
yeah. I can't fathom splitting that with like six other people. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I feel the same. And, and that's, you know, and that was one of the things for me um, when I first started the show. I was actually, it was me and another co-host. And um, I was like, you know, well, shit, in order to be able to, you know, make this a full-time job, we need to be making this much money. And, you know, and now it's like, okay, now it's just me. And now I only need to make this much money. And it's, it's just a lot easier. Um, plus, you also, you can also be a little bit more diverse as well when it's, when it, you're doing a solo project as well. You know, if it's your idea, you get to, you know, do whatever you want to do with it. And, you know, there's no other people squawking your ear going, I don't like that. Let's not do that. No, I don't like that either. Let's do this instead. You know, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. That is like so true too. And I have like a few like close music friends and like I'll run ideas by them and then they come up with these like suggestions and I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Like personally, I like having vocals be like the loudest thing you hear on a song. So somebody might say like, I don't know, just like they nitpick. So they'll say like your vocals are like loud here or something. I'm like, I want the vocals to be the loudest. Like that's how I want it. Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of this stuff like i put like echoes in my songs and like things in the background that are supposed to like not really be heard but kind of be heard and they're like ah you can't really hear this thing in the background it's like yeah i know i'm trying to do that on purpose like a lot of my songs are kind of like voices like in your head so they're not like supposed to be loud yeah they're just like i don't know it's kind of weird i've been going down like a sad vibes on some of these songs <laughs> yeah um i get that i get that um and that's a again we just you know hit on a big thing in the music business you know is when you are in a band a five six seven eight nine piece band like you know fucking slipknot you've got to be on the same page You've got rest to in have peace, Joey Jordison. Yeah, rest in peace, Joey Jordison. I'm, I, I've talked that to death this. I mean, no pun intended. I mean, I've talked it to death this week, and you know, it's it's been one of those <laughs> one of those most the reason. Well, you mean absolutely, absolutely. The guy was a fucking amazing, amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolute heart of gold too. I met him once. Fucking just a sweet ass dude. You know, just an amazing, amazing person. And um, had a huge impact on not just That's what metal. I listened to. Yeah. He, I mean, he, that had not just an impact on like metal. I listened to metal. It was music. It was just music in general this guy had an impact on. And um, he, But what happened with them, you know, with Slipknot, and you can go back and look at documentaries and see them always infighting and stuff like that, and you, you go back and, you know, hear this. It's a tough, tough thing. I mean, you know, there's many jobs within a job, but when – Trying to keep your family together as part of that job, it, it gets really fucking difficult. And, and that's one of the things that happens with bands all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, and that's also a thing is like, I used to listen to like Slipknot and like, yo, how does like a rapper like know stuff like that, you know? Cause I was never really like a rap like person. Um, like, I like Slipknot. Those songs will put some hair on your chest. Um, and, that's just like how I was. I didn't, I, I grew up liking Hollywood undead and Lincoln park. Um, that's why like, um, I'm going to play a Lincoln park cover at blue Ridge and it's going to be bananas. Nice. Like, I want to, it's going to be weird. Cause I'm probably like one of the only rap artists. I know there's jelly roll. Um, but I'm going to, I feel like people Cypress will go Hill. bananas when they hear the Lincoln park cover. Yeah. Well, they're like legendary. Yeah. I guess like, Oh, and then I might, I might be the only one that gets tomatoes thrown at me, so to say. Um, now, you know, I did mention in my intro um, another rap artist, but he's a rap artist. He's a pop. He, he does it all. He incorporates all music with his stuff. And that's um, DC artist. Um, um, awesome. Ray Ray. He's going to be I think he's playing on day three. So the day before you play. Um, but he does a lot of rap. He does some pop. He does some metal. He does a little bit of everything. Um so you're not going to be the only one there. I mean, um, but again, even if you were the only one there, I mean, that's a, just a huge testament to you, but you're one of few. You know, the other rap artists are, with the exception of Jelly Roll and Cypress Hill, are being, um, you know, used for the club experience that they're having, thir like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or whatever it is. Um, 
which I think is a great fucking thing too, because it gives more variety to people, you know, and, and that's another thing. I mean, it's like, uh, how can you get the most people invested? You know, I'm, I'm going to buy a $180 ticket just to go watch Cypress Hill. Cause I've never seen them before. But then while you're there, you're going to find, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Look at, look at all these other bands that I've, I've never knew existed. And I'm, I'm going to walk out of here with so much fucking merch and new loves and stuff like that. That's what great about this type of festival, you know, is that it gives you so much eclecticness. Eclecticness. There you go. Um, it's not just metal all fucking day long. That would be fucking phenomenal. <laughs> but it's not. It's a little bit. Because, like, on the day that you're playing. Um, let me pull it up here. I haven't called out day four people yet because I've only had one other day four on here. Um, I think I have Papa Roach, um, Under Oath, Shine Down, and. Now. Okay. Yeah. Some bands. Hold on. Where is it at? It's um, Shine Down, Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse, Bush, Gojira, Mastodon, Kill Switch Engage, Under Oath, uh, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, The Who, Pop Evil, Ice Nine Kills, August Burns Red, Aaron Jones, We Came as Romans, Drowning Pool, Fit for a King, Il Nino, and Fame on Fire. Now, I have a question for you. Because I didn't realize this. Are you going to get... I feel like I know. <laughs> Are you gonna get him to come up on stage Yo, with you? I, I I'll text him. I don't know. I don't know because he's like, he's got like his solo stuff, and then he's got the underoath stuff. So underoath's very managey, you know. So, uh, but I, I'll text him. Like uh, I'll slide in those DMs. But might as well. I mean, it's okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, like if he if he doesn't, if he's sleeping and doing something in his van i would be like that's fine i'm just grateful for everything but that's crazy how it like worked, worked out that out, he's playing yeah. the same day i mean yeah i'm not gonna like throw him under the bus the tour bus <laughs> if it doesn't happen but i will text him and dm him of course absolutely yeah i mean but again back to what we were saying though um there's so much different styles of rock just on that one day it goes all over the place i mean you've got everything from old school you know early new metal from with drowning pool to you know one of the biggest metal bands out there today ice nine kills and kill switch engage and then you've got under oath like i said and then gojira which is just straight up fucking ugh, you know power metal then mastodon the same thing and then you've got mongolian metal with the who you know it's it's so much it's so all over the place and then shine down caps it off with their just amazing brent smith and his fucking angelic voice it's it's gonna be a one hell of a fucking day brent smith is probably one of my all-time favorite vocalists that doesn't scream as well just that dude I, i mean i could listen to him you know acoustically i can listen to him um, with the, with the band by himself, I mean, just the whole nine yards. That dude is just a has the literally the voice of a fucking angel. I don't care what that makes me sound like, but Brent Smith is just a fucking amazing dude. Is a, a legend. Legend. Would you say that if he was here? Like when you get, I always when I get like those three seconds to talk to someone, I just freeze up and say, "I love you," and then like, well. You know, so truth be told, um, if everything goes according to plan, I will be backstage and doing everything and, you know, meeting bands and interviewing them, you know, face to face and stuff like that. I have got to learn how to control that really, really fast. I've done this before where I'm face to face with people. I've, I've done it, but it's been a year and a half. You know, it's been a while. So it's like, OK, now I got to get back in that groove again. Plus, a lot of these bands I've never even talked to. Um, so it's going to be, you know, there's a few that I'm kind of like, oh man, I'm going to fucking mark out hard. And then there's a few like, okay, I know I can contain this. Brent Smith is one of those ones where I'm just gonna be like, dude, I have cried so many times to your rendition of simple man. It's not even funny. Or, you know, songs like 45 helped me get out of my suicide, you know, type, you know, stuff. And, you know, just all this kind of stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a few bands that are just gonna be like, I love you. Thank you. You know, but then there's a lot of bands that will be like, hey, let's fucking have a rap session real quick. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. But you're right. I mean, yeah, that five seconds, all you can do is like freeze up and say, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it so many times, but 
I mean, like, one of the first people who believed in me was uh, Mason from Metro Station, which is like Poppy MySpace. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I was like hanging out with him. And then he told me like his song Kelsey was actually written about someone named Chelsea. And I was like, I dated a Chelsea. He's like, yeah, but it didn't just hit the same saying Chelsea. Um, so, and then I got to go to a bar with uh, the singer of Secondhand Serenade. And I mean, he writes like sad, like love songs. And we were at the bar and I was like, dude, I used to like, cry to these songs. <laughs> so like, it's hard to go into um, that mode mm-hmm. that like, this is normal mode, but I've done it a few times. Like I'm pretty good at the transition. It's so weird because like, to, like let's be honest, like, um, uh, like I was like in Hollywood at like Mod Sun's house before, who's an artist, and there's like a bunch of famous and rich artists, and I shouldn't have been there. But you kind of want to get like a picture with the guys, but you don't want to be a fan. You don't know how to say, "Hey, can we take a picture?" Like you can't do it. So I just have like these like stories of being in Hollywood with a uh, black bear who's now on the radio, and people probably just think I'm losing my mind and. But it actually happened and that's why it's like i wish i just documented it and just said who cares screw it yeah yeah i mean it's it's interesting man you keep on mentioning a bunch of different people that you've either a met <laughs> listened to or in are influenced by what exactly i mean and especially with all the metal and rock that you've you know you grew up with and you were talking about earlier what made you kind of go the rap route though so I was um, young and we tried to do like a high school band and trying to get people off of work when they worked at like grocery stores, scanning bananas was too hard to get like five people in a room. So then I saw T Mills, who's now Travis Mills, big artist now. And uh, he was on stage and I was with like these girls from my church and they were like, that guy is so great. I love him. And I was like, had my arms crossed. I'm like, what has he got that I don't have? And like, then I was just kind of like, I saw him and I was like, well, he's solo. Like if my band friends aren't going to do anything, I'm just going to start making music myself. And then I started going solo. So like, I think that, you know, so if my set is not good and there's a guy in the the stage or whatever, uh, crossing his arms saying that guy is not that good. And then he starts a rap career well, guess what? I just influenced you because now I'm older and I'm like, I respect Travis Mills and he's my favorite artist because yeah. he's who got me to start, you know? That's, um, dude, are, are you post Malone in disguise? Cause that sounded very reminiscent of how he started in rap. <laughs> you know, it's funny also about post Malone is I'll go on Twitter and say, Hey, who should I collab with on this next song? And like, someone who's like 11 years old in a different country is like post Malone. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let me just call him up. Like <laughs> their perception is so off. <laughs> Dude, it really is. You know, I get asked all the time, Hey, get this, this band on. I'm like, I am still small guys. That is not happening anytime soon. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I mean, I'll try, you know, three weeks later, never get a response. Like, okay. You know, it's, I, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I don't know how much Post Malone would be. It would probably be like thousands and thousands of dollars. At least a hundred. That I don't have. At least a hundred K, I would think. Oh my God. I would, I, now, you wouldn't need the feature at that point. <laughs> You'd be like in a nice house. You wouldn't need the feature. Yeah. I mean, in order to not be able to pay that, you'd have to be like close friends with them or meet them at a fucking concert and be like, yeah. hey, would you do this for me real quick? And. You never know. If but. you're listening, Post Malone. <laughs> if Post Slide Malone DMs, listens Post to my Malone show, man, if Post Malone <laughs> listens to my show, I better be getting a lot more than 50,000 downloads <laughs> per episode. <laughs> you know, come on, guys. That's that's if I'm getting that kind of exposure, shit, you know, why am I still they go to they go to shows sometimes the little Uzi Vert guy. He was at a heavy metal concert. And uh, just, just as a guy who is there, like maybe he bought a general admission ticket. Yo, Good. that's honestly what I would do if I ever like made it big. I would just like casually go into like a small venue show and just 
be there in the stand. Like I keep saying yeah. in the stands, like <laughs> in the crowd. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the thing about it is too, like I've noticed over the last few years, a lot of these bigger rap artists, some of their favorite bands are metal. And it's like, why are you not talking about this more? Why are we not giving more exposure to the metal world? I mean, you do interviews with For like, real. you know, like you do interviews with, um, post you know and all you hear in the background is megadeth and slayer and you know him rocking out to these fucking bands and you know talk to some of these other guys that are, a lot of them are just fucking rap i mean rock fans and metal fans but then at the same time in reverse you've got a lot of these metal bands that are rap and pop fans like like um i i never forget you know bring me the horizon was talking about how they listen to nothing but pop music british pop music and it's like, and they bring that into their metal sound, but it's like, how can you only listen to, <laughs> you know, British pop music and make such fucking amazing songs, guys? That's, that's interesting. So it's like, you know, a, very few artists within their genre listen to nothing but that genre. Um, but there's so many people that are fans that only listen to that genre too. And I think that we're missing the boat on a lot of that. Maybe they're like salty about their genre and like have like some secret like jealousy. So they have to go to something completely drastically different just to find ease like Taylor Swift because you're t you don't want a metal band or so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a very kind person. So I try to put people on. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree with you on that. Like, for example, Post Malone, we were, I mean, we're going to keep talking about him. Um <laughs> I think secretly, if he could give up his his uh, rap career and have just as big as a ride as a metal artist, he would, in a heartbeat. That'd be so crazy, but then people would be so weird about like accepting it. Like Machine Gun Kelly is one of my influences because he was super good at rapping, and then now he has like an entire album with Travis Barker, and I think it's like really good. But people are just not even giving it a real listen they're just like this isn't rap or i i don't know genres don't really exist kind of i mean that's how i always was i don't really know what genre to be i just make songs i mean i have a happy song coming on the album um and most of the album is sad so it's like gonna come out of nowhere and people will be like they might accept it. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. As far as like machine gun Kelly goes, um, over the last year, um, that I've been talking to a lot of, um, you know, punk bands and stuff like that as well. Um, a lot of the punk community, you know, pop punk community or whatever, you know, community, um, has really accepted it as far as like the musicians, but you're right. As far as like the fans go, I think they rejected it real quick, but I think someone like Post Malone, who is a, a good friend and, um, you know, a, a huge mark, and everyone knows that he's a mark for fucking metal. I, I think he would have a much easier time, especially now that he's collaborated with people like Ozzy Osbourne, and he's also really good friends with Jose Mangan from Octane and Liquid Metal on Sirius XM. I think someone like him could convert no problem because he's already that person. He just doesn't do that for a living. Yeah. And I would love to see what he fucking does, man. Because I've seen some shit where he's done some covers of, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I've seen some, like, you know, old videos of his old metal band back in high school. And it's like, dude, this guy could fucking go. So I would love to see what he does. Even if it's just a collab. You know, I would love to see him do some shit. That's kind of why I was doing some collabs and stuff, you know. I was, I'm just trying to, like, bridge the gap a little bit. Um in a way i mean i have so many features like i have the dangerous summer i have and then i was trying to get like attack attack on like a song like one of the guitarists and stuff so i'm like always you know trying to bridge the gap i don't know why though it's just how it was like lincoln park kind of bridged a gap a little bit um yeah so i mean like that's kind of why i'm gonna do the cover at a rock concert because I know people will accept my set because I've done shows. I've done a festival with like rock bands and stuff. And I mean, it, this community is so nice too. these dudes. Are, everybody in uh, Blue Ridge has been so kind and I didn't even get on stage yet, which is like a vibe I haven't really seen for a festival. Like the people are so nice. I think I'm actually making friends 
with people before the show is so yeah. that's why it's going to be like a huge meet meet up with the fans itself it's going to be a huge fucking deal and you know i i know like i said I, i'm i'm personally just absolutely ready for it i mean getting to be able to meet you know the small artists that i've talked to or new bands that i'm gonna get a chance to talk to because of con scheduling conflicts or whatever you know just the whole everything about it you know and seeing these now like okay a month ago when, you know, or a month and a half ago when the whole set list was released out a month ago, whatever it was, you know, looking at some of these artists, I'm like, who are these people? And it was my girlfriend's idea, and I've said this before, to say, you know, babe, get on the horn with these rising talents and get them on your fucking show. Give them the promotion and exposure they deserve. And now it's like I've listened to so much music I haven't heard, and it's like, oh, my God, where have I been missing? And I want – this is that whole idea – you know, if I'm missing it, I know a lot of my my listeners are too. Get out there and give people like something Mike check a chance. Give up, you know, like the band we heard last night, um, Breathing Theory, or whatever the case might be. Go out there and check these people out. I'm trying to put little song, one song here and there into the episodes, but you know, that's not even doing it justice. Go out there, go to their Spotify, go to their Amazon, go to their music, you know, Amazon Music, whatever. Listen to them. And if you have one of these tickets to go see them at fucking Blue Ridge, make sure you check out the Rising Talent stage. Don't hang out your campsite all day and just wait for Rob Zombie or Shinedown. Walk around. There's going to be a lot of stages going on. There's a lot of stuff going on that weekend. Give as many bands as you can a chance. You spent $180 fucking dollars on tickets plus travel plus fucking uh, either room at a hotel or a fucking campsite. You're spending a shit ton of money. Get the most out of it. You never know who you're going to walk away with out of as your fucking new favorite artist. Yeah, that's so true. Like, especially like the, if you're paying. <laughs> I remember at Warp Tour, I used to do the same thing. I found some bands that way. Um, I'm trying to think of some, but then they get it. They end up, you know, getting kind of big. I saw this band called Brighton once. That was so good. Um and it was like they were on like the small stage and like we just got there. And then as I get older, though, my knees kind of don't want to walk far. <laughs> so then like <laughs> I'll be like getting like my water refilled and I'm like, well, I hope the band at the water refill station sounds nice because this is where I'll be. <laughs> I have a Warped Tour hat on right now. Nice. I think it's 18. I was like, I was like, well, if Warped Tour is really over, I'm gonna buy a hat. And then they had another year after that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think it's. Like I think it's. Or... I don't think it's over. Over. I think they're just gonna pick one one city every year and just do it like. Yo, they win though. Do they not win about the whole COVID thing? <laughs> to where they they backed out before that happened. They yeah. didn't lose a dime because they were like their ending thing was way before the COVID thing. So they 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 win out of like every festival I know. Yeah. Because they were just, they didn't have anything planned. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, a festival like this one, um, Blue Ridge, they took all the bands that they had booked for last year, bring them on this year, and then said, fuck it, we're going to add a whole bunch more too. But like other festivals like Danny Wimmer Presents, the DWP stuff, you know, like Louder Than Life and Incarceration and all those other ones, they just booked the exact same bands that they had last year, maybe a couple new ones. So, you know, they lost out. But, like, Blue Ridge, I think, did it up. I think they, they're going to come out ahead in the end here. Yeah, I was, like, I think they approached me very early and were, like, are you going to hold your spot? Or, like, is this bad? Is it a conflict? And I was, like, I can't let the kids down. <laughs> I was, like, let's run it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I held my spot, and then I was, like, you know, I always was like, yo, it's so far away. It's so far away. And now it's like a month and a half-ish or so. I don't even know. Um, we are, you and I. Right, I know, I know what it is. Believe me. Five weeks. You and I, I are five weeks away. Um, we're five weeks away. Now, everybody else is probably four weeks away because this is probably not going to air until the following week. But um, you and I are five <laughs> weeks away. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking amazing. And, you know, I can't wait to meet you in person and have a you know conversation with you, drink a beer with you if you drink, um, you know, whatever, man, because it's going to be a fucking hell of a good time. And we're going to be able to listen to some good fucking music and just enjoy 
you know, a brotherhood. I might of, just say I love you and then just like, hey, that's fine. <laughs> just say I love you. <laughs> we could take a photo too. That's fine. I'll, I'll put a mic in your face. You just say, yeah. So how you feeling, Mike? Uh, I love you. Okay, cool. And then give me a hug. And then that's the end of the interview. <laughs> I want like, I, I want to be the guy that like, I always like kind of grew up. So like, I don't know, like I have like no ego. I want to be at, like my little uh, merch table, like all day long, just meeting people, giving out stickers and not even for the, like the promo aspect. I just remember as a kid, I used to dump out a, uh, drawstring bag and I had all these stickers I think it's like on my base somewhere in this room but um and that is how I want to be I want to be the guy that's at like I used to like fangirl so hard when like a singer of a band was at his merch like booth I'd be like oh my god is that him like when I was like 14 and 16 and stuff but like that is exactly how I'm going to be I'm going to be in the crowd I'm going to be walking around and like doing everything i can and not even for the promoting aspect just to like be a homie you know like let's watch um shine down with like everyone you know what i mean yeah. i'm just like i want to be a homie i hear you dude absolutely um it's gonna again that again that brotherhood and sisterhood that family feeling that you get at a metal concert a, a rock show whatever is second to only being with your family if you like your family <laughs> you know and, and sometimes you like your family you don't like your family i i do but they don't go to shows they don't go to shows I, actually like they're funny because i don't know if they support music they don't really they're just like i'll be like i have this song it's with an artist i like like does it make you money that's like what they say for everything my, but yeah. i gotta admit my mom uh printed out my face from the website where it shows the artist's and I saw that and I was like, oh, that was so nice. Like, but she's probably still like, does it make you money? Like, <laughs> so my, that's how my parents are too. Are you, are you making money? Yeah, I'm making money. Okay. And then you're fine. Um, other than that, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, I didn't have a musically inclined family. A lot of people are like more accepting because they're like, oh, dad used to play guitar. Like he knows the vibe. It's like, well, my dad passed away not to be like sad, but like, my family just they don't understand and they're like can you put like god in your music <laughs> like you have a gift from god can you like put him in there and i'm like well like nowadays i don't like curse like in my songs mm -hmm. um because i want like radio airplay um but <laughs> but like that's just what they'll say they'll say like you should be inspiring the youth to like not be sad and i'm like well life's not always rainbows and butterflies sometimes <laughs> you gotta let them know like that's why like a lot of the songs are kind of like about like finding self-confidence and then they're like, well, God gives you self-confidence. I'm like, he called out sick today. So this is the song. Uh, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good analogy. Um, for me, it's the opposite. My dad actually used to play in bands as a, as a, in high school and into his early twenties and um, never made it successful. So he's now anti, entertainment as far as you know a job goes because he couldn't do it so nobody in his family should be able to do it either and whenever i talk to him about it he goes oh that's good derek so what do you get in a real job <laughs> I, I get it all the time that was the good charlotte song the anthem get a real job that's what they said to me yeah but i don't um i mean it is what it is i i just i don't know i wrote that part off a long time ago because a lot of people are going to be disappointed with you no matter what you do and this is how i look i have tattoos big deal um i just that's just who i was i wasn't going to be the guy who wears the suit i think suits are uncomfortable um i did that so for a long time so, i i don't yeah. know i don't i don't do anything um bad so to say you know so they kind of just my family doesn't care anymore you know yeah I, I did the 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 slacks with nice dress shoes and button up shirts and for a long time for nearly 17 18 years and I'm so glad to be away from that now so glad I mean I'll do it if I go to the casino you know the casino but I just um you know that's how it is when you go to the bar scene and all the guys have their button ups and they're like little scruff and their hairs and i'm like there in like a plain black t-shirt and like a hat 
and the bar says, take your hat off, sir. And I'm like, <laughs> fight me. <I'm> <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, um, it has been an absolute blast chatting with you, man. We've had a great fucking time. Uh, I know I have, at least. Um, again, new song out right now. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Featuring Aaron Gillespie of fucking Under Oath. Check it out. It is a fucking fantastic song. Links are down there in the in the description of the video and of the podcast. So check those out. Go follow uh, Mike up on all of his fucking social medias. Again, those are linked down below as well. Making it easy for you people to just fucking click and go. <laughs> um, That's all I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> I'm not putting the link tree. I'm putting a individual link. Oh, this says Apple Music. This is what I use. Click. And then it's there. It's done. Um, <laughs> but definitely give him a follow and definitely, you know, listen to his stuff. And if you have your tickets to Blue Ridge, please fucking give this guy an opportunity. You never know what you're going to fucking get with him. And obviously if you're a Lincoln Park fan, check out his, you know, it's, he's doing a dedication there. So that's fucking cool. And you never know. He might be able to get Aaron up on stage with him as well and sing that new song with him. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, either way, brother, I cannot wait to see you live. I cannot wait to meet you in person. And uh, we'll kind of uh, have to hook up when we get there. I'm very grateful. Just super grateful for everything, for everyone. That's really it. Absolutely. You should be. Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's an honor to be playing such a huge fucking festival. Um, especially, you know, with the talent you got, dude. It's going to be an amazing fucking weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. No problem, brother. And for everybody else, thank you so much for joining us tonight um, or today, whenever you're listening. But we appreciate it, and we love you from the bottom of our fucking hearts. Please, again, go check out everything I told you to check out down below in the link in the podcasts. But until tomorrow, stay happy, stay heavy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We will see you guys later. Peace. Peace.